We're back for Should Have Been a Cowboy, and we are not stuck in elevators, so that's good. We're 100%. We're, not, we're, we're ready to talk some Oklahoma State football and talk about how the game went. So I yeah. guess that's where you want to start off with, huh? Yeah, that's uh, that, that, that seems like a funny place to start. <laughs> okay. So what was your favorite part of the coaches being stuck in the elevators? Um. Uh, after the fact, it was the image of Jason McIndoo shoving some graduate assistant through the roof <laughs> trying to get him to open the doors. <laughs> after he heard what was going on? Yeah, that was, that was yeah, something I like, that I, we heard I about like, later. I like the, just the video of the one guy in the <laughs> in the whole room who looked like he was freaking out. <laughs> so I... Um, like that. According to Gundy, they 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 were on the elevator and the um and Oregon State coaches missed the elevator or missed their elevator or something, so jumped on, which caused the weight to just be too much. <laughs> so I don't know if that was his way of calling their coaches fat or, or what. But, but it was a and he and he apparently had no idea what was going on. Well, yeah, that's crazy. Was, like, how did he not know? What was he doing? Um, fixing his hair. <laughs> he knew the camera. He knew the camera would be on him, so he had he had to look as good as possible. But we, we scored a touchdown that play. Um, Casey Dunn was the one that was calling the plays during that. Yeah, well, they scored on every possession except for two. So. <laughs> so there's a good chance that they, they would score on that one too. There's a good chance the squirrel was calling the plays, and they still would have scored. So we were going into this game having zero idea who would be the quarterback. Until oh, yeah. About... We, were, we were wrong about everything uh, uh, having to do with quarterbacks. Oh, I was 100% sure that Brown would start. Yeah. And I – and about – was about an hour or so before game time? Mm-hmm. Kate came over this. Spencer Sanders was going to be the starter. So – uh, and then obviously when that happened, I, I was sure Brown would start, and I was sure that Brown was at least going to get more snaps. I was completely – we were completely wrong because Spencer Sanders played the whole game up until the last couple of snaps yeah. and, and played amazingly. I mean, it was one of those things where it was impossible to take him out. Right. I mean, Gundy might have gone into it. It was – which. I, I thought that would probably – I wasn't completely surprised that he didn't take him out because I thought no matter who he starts, if they just light light up the scoreboard and just play amazingly, he's going to play him until the end of the game. Yeah. So that didn't surprise me. Um, Sanders was 19-24, 203 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, which was huge, um, 13 rushes, 109 yards for 8.5 yards per carry. So, I mean, it's the Oregon State defense, so it's a little um, – you can take some of it with a grain of salt. But, I mean, his accuracy on some of those passes will trans- will transcend the, op- the opponent. Oh, yeah. He, he I mean – Fantastic. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, he he you, did that you, one. You dead there? You, you, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think I'm going to be okay. Right. He did that one pass to Landon Wolf. From hash to the other hash, yeah. the field, which was perfect, perfectly thrown. And then the 
long, long pass to Braden Wolf, which was right in his arms, and he missed it. Braden so, Johnson, yeah. Oh, I meant Braden Johnson. Landon Wolf yeah. and Braden Johnson. Yeah. I was, I, I was seeing if you were paying attention. I was. All right, so think about this. You said he was 19 out of 24. So he missed five passes. Five passes were incomplete. That was that was one of them we just talked about that was right in his hands and he dropped it. Uh-huh. Two of the other ones were caught but out of bounds by Tylen Wallace in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so that's so five incompletions. Three of them. Three of them were basically uh, catches. They were they were placed well enough to have been catches. Yeah. That's obscene. Yeah. It was it was amazing. His his accuracy is what shot, surprised me because I was not expecting. I mean, he started off a little wobbly at the very beginning, but once he got um he he got within himself. He was just slinging the ball. Yeah, and he had a couple of lean back and heave him throws that mm-hmm. um more often than not ended in pass interference. But uh, don't do that. Other than that, he played great. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Chuba Hubbard got 26 rushes, turned 21 yards, 8.5 average with three touchdowns. He is a monster. Oh, when are we going to start with the Barry Sanders comparisons? Oh, it's already started. <laughs> I've heard. No, but, like, I when was... are we going to do it, the oh, two of us? Are you and I? <laughs> I? I can't do that after one game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has to be – for me, it has to wait until we at least get into Big 12 play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I – the this game was amazing. He's a stud and is awesome. However, I mean, Barry's at a new – at a whole other level. That's <laughs> so true. I have, to, I have to wait at least four or five games. I mean, I'll put Chuba – up there as, at the top of Mike Gundy's, possibly. Yeah, that's not that, that's no slouch of a list either. No, it's no slouch. That's why I said possibly. I'm not. I'm not even sure I'll do. I would do that quite yet. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I just I, I had read that Justice Hill had told somebody that Chuba Hubbard was going to be better than him. So that's. Yeah, I think we talked about that last year, and it was like, how how insane is it that we're talking about this, but now. Yeah, he's. I think he's better. Do you think he's better at this particular moment? Like I think right so. now. I, I think he is. I, you do. I would. I would say that he's up there. I mean, let's think. I would say that he might be up there. Justice. Let's see who who are the um, running backs under Mike Gundy. We have Justice Hill. All right. So if you go yeah. in order, it's Mike Hamilton. Okay. Order. Mike Hamilton. Dantrell Savage. Dantrell Savage. Keith Tostin. Kendall Hunter. Kendall Joseph Hunter, Randall. Joseph Randall and Jeremy Smith. Desmond Rowland. I forgot about Jeremy Smith. Yeah, he he was kind of a disappointment when he uh, got the chance to be the the top dog. Do you know who one well, running back that I kind of liked but is often forgotten and didn't have the best career but I still enjoyed watching him play? Who's that? Seymour Shaw. Oh man, that guy was awesome. I, I, he, 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 that he's somebody that we often forget about. 
that's a random player that I just wanted to bring up. <laughs> he, he's a good player. Yeah. And, I mean, Morrissey is also another player that everybody forgets about. God, he was even better. But he was a great running back. So, yeah, so there have been some really good running backs under Gundy. But, yeah, I'd say Chuba has to be up there. Possibly leading that list. I mean, to even mention him in the same breath as Barry, I have to wait five or six games before I can do that. That's true. I was I was, I was being facetious at the time. But, and but I forget I, it. I'm actually going to do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my mind. Next week. He gets 100 yards in the first quarter, and then they pull in. <laughs> it takes an, it takes a great game against McNeese State to make me say that he's very Sanders. I don't know why, but that's yeah. what it takes. <laughs> um, and then Tylen Wallace continuously continued to show what he's got. And we're gonna say something. No, sorry. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say something. He he got five catches for ninety two yards. And he's um, got a couple – got that great touchdown run after a short catch. They just weaved through the defense. Which was not a good throw, by the way. It was one of it the four throws in, of the game. Yeah. But, it was, it's, I mean, it's one of those, you know, get the ball to Wallace and he'll do something with the ball. Yeah, just throw <laughs> it in his general good. direction, he's going to catch it. Yeah. Yeah. So – but yeah, the the offense, I mean, looked amazing. Um, the defense, I mean, after the first drive, what was your thought after um, they just r- went down the field and scored? <laughs> oh, on the first drive when they went down the field and scored, that was yeah. that was real bad. Don't do that. But also, Oregon State's offense is not as bad as the internet would have you believe. No, we talked it's about not, that last week. It's not good, but it's not woeful either. I mean, the offense was actually the bright spot on for the team. Right. For the Oregon State team, the offense was pretty good. I mean, I think they averaged in the 20s. They had, like, close to 500 yards per game last year in the yeah. 400 somewhere. So, I mean, they have they have that Hodgins kid, who's the receiver, who's amazing. Yeah. I was surprised uh, yeah. at how little they played Jamar Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they were waiting on, but you know he was going real good the first couple of series, and then pulled him out. Yeah, I don't know what was happening there. <clears throat> but on, on the defense, they scored. Um, Oregon State scored on the first. On the first, is it the first three? Uh, just just the first, first, two. first two. It was the first two. Yeah, they scored on the first two. Then they had three straight, three straight three and outs. Yeah. And then, so it was really the the good quarters, the middle quarters were really good. The the, the middle quarters, OSU had scored Oregon State thirty eight to thirteen. Mm-hmm. And it, it, all of a sudden they just after they had those three straight three and outs, OSU just kept scoring and they were completely blown them out by then. Yeah. But the uh, first quarter and the last quarter, they were out. Um, Oregon State outscored OSU 23-14. to 14. I mean, the last one was again, the last touchdown was against um, the second team. Yeah. So you can take, with, take that 
at what with whatever you may. Also, didn't they yeah. score on like the first play of the second quarter? Uh-huh. Like at the end of the first quarter, they oh she was about to score again, and then they the quarter ran out and they scored the first or second play of the second quarter. I think I remember that. Right? Yeah, yeah, and they scored at the end of the first half too, didn't they? Score at the very end. Oregon State but did, I'm, yeah. Yeah, Oregon State did. Yeah, Which, and then they went for two for whatever reason. I have no idea why they did. <laughs> I was I was so flummoxed. Yeah, that was and weird. I'm 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 glad that I got to use the word flummoxed. But I good word. I was I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how they got six in the second quarter. Um, but and I nothing. Well, there's a lot more annoying. But one, I it's so annoying to allow a team to score right before the half. Yeah. That that just gives them all the momentum, and it drives me crazy when it's it feels like it kind of gets into prevent and they stop. They know the half's about to happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they so they're not quite as energized and paying attention quite as well. And you you got to stop that. Can't, yeah, and they were in full prevent too. They were playing yeah. like twenty five yards off the line. Yeah, and so I prefer them not to do that, but whatever. Because <laughs> I mean, going into half, thirty-one to ten is better than thirty-one to sixteen. Mm-hmm. For some reason, which for some reason they oh, did he ever explain why he went for two? Not that I heard. Just because just because they were losing by so much is like we're just, we'll just go for two every time now. Maybe. Because <laughs> then later they went for two again and missed. Mm-hmm. Again, so man, our the two point defense, two point conversion defense, hundred percent on stopping the two point conversion. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Malcolm Rodriguez was one of the bright spots. There were very few bright spots spots for the defense, but Malcolm Rodriguez moving from safety to linebacker, and they said, and you don't listen to the, you listen to Hunziker and Holcomb, right? Yes. During the games, so you did not hear them mention five or six times that Rodriguez is a former wrestler and this former state wrestler. Right. They, um, yeah, they like those nuggets. Oh, they do. Every time he had a good stop and he, and, and the um, Oregon state player just got pushed back. They always had to bring that up. The goal line stop think, on the, the linebacker. Quarterback, oh, that was nice. Have you, have you seen the angle from like the backside end zone? I have not. It it makes it even more impressive than just the game camera because, like, he Rodriguez gets low and lifts the guy up and drives him back. Mm-hmm. It is one of the more impressive wow. tackles because he, he I mean, almost was... literally picks him up by himself. <laughs> well, it was it was nice from the game camera. Oh yeah, was... it's a great stop. Drove him back. I haven't I haven't seen one from behind him, that angle. But I need to um, I need to check that out. But he was one of the bright spots, which I act, I like him at linebacker better than safety, anyways, because he is kind of formidable back there and able to make. He's a good he's a he's a good sure tackler. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in pass coverage wasn't the most reliable. But the defense, with the defense, Bundage missed the game. 
and he'll most likely, I, I believe, miss McNeese State. He, he had a set, some type of injury setback apparently 10 days, 10 days ago, which caused him to miss that game. Yeah, he's got like a back problem, Yeah, which is hard to come back from. Mm-hmm. And I just – it's too early to wonder this, but like at what point do you start considering trying to redshirt him? Mm, that's a, that's a good question. Because you still got the four-game rule. Are we sure that Gundy actually knows that that's a rule? He does, <laughs> and he's mad about it. <laughs> I say that he he's not mad about it for the freshman, but after the McCluskey deal last year, mm, he's true. not thrilled he about not. it. Okay, I was just curious because he still never he never used it for the quarterbacks last year, so. <laughs> no, but he used it for a lot of the defense yeah. and some offensive linemen. So it's it's in there. And look, I I, I get why people watch that game and say see Spencer Sanders was so great and wonder why he didn't get a chance to play when the offense wasn't good last okay. year. Before you say this, because I think I know kind of where you're going with it, okay. I want you to know that I said what I just said kind of as a devil's advocate and that I actually agree with you, what you were about to say. <laughs> so what the hell there? Now go on. Well, Spencer Sanders having been there for a month was not what he was last Friday. Mm-hmm. So you throw him out there and, you know, game whatever it was, game four against Texas Tech, he's probably not doing that. Also, you you kind of have to hedge your bets a little bit on Cornelius getting hurt last year. Mm-hmm. And if you just waste Brown and Sanders redshirt games against South Alabama and Missouri State, and then Cornelius gets hurt and has to miss three games, well, somebody's burned a whole year. Yeah. Um, yeah. That first comment is exactly what I was thinking. And that it, it's driven me it, – it's funny that I said, does Gundy know that? I made that just flippant remark because it's, it's been driving me crazy about people complaining about it. Yeah. Because Sanders wasn't the same quarterback he was last year. Um, I mean, because he had only been in the with OSU a short time. And it was really interesting because a lot of people were wondering where um, he should use the four games because should he use the four games in the middle, in the – because really, you can use them anywhere within the season. So I don't think, like, if they had used the four games for the redshirt, I don't think they would have used it at the beginning of the season. Against no. the South Alabamas. Right. And uh, and yeah. so if you if you do that with Brown, let's say you 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 play Brown in the fourth quarter against the no names that were blowouts, and then suddenly Cornelius gets hurt, misses three games, and Brown plays. Now he's played five games. He's done. Who's who's your second team quarterback this year at that point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's Woodty, right? Because Woodty doesn't transfer probably at that at that stage. Yeah. Woodty couldn't even win the starting job at Northern Arizona. Mm-hmm. Gross. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And really, the way like I love the way the Sanders plays and. You can tell he just he wants it. However, with the way he plays, just throwing his body out there, mm-hmm. some type of injury, there's a good chance it'll happen. 
Sure. Because he doesn't slide, just tries to hurdle guys. It's, you know, it's super fun to watch. And, no, no, wait, hang on. He doesn't try to hurdle guys. He straight up does. Okay, so I'm sorry. <laughs> right, he hurdles guys, which is really fun to watch, and I love watching. However, if you want your quarterback to stay healthy, it's probably not oh, the sure. best way yeah. to go. No, it, it puts your heart in your throat, that's for sure. But uh-huh. it's it's a lot of fun after you realize he's fine. He's he's coming back. <laughs> when he gets back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so the defense had a lot to be desired. All right, here, here's my thing about the defense. This is why I'm really not that worried. I'm not even sure the Oregon State offensive players knew what system they were running on what series. Uh-huh. Because it was like the first series, it was kind of a traditional run sets up the pass kind of deal, and they they would run off tackle a couple times and then throw it. Mm. And then all of a sudden they were throwing deep every play and just ignoring the run game. Then they were trying to go screen. It was, they, they, it was like they had an entirely different system every time they were out there, which, okay, if that's what you're going to do, great, but they couldn't get it done. So mm. I don't think anybody really knew what to expect them to run. And so what do you – how are you supposed to get in position if you don't know what they're going to do? <laughs> this is why scouting is important. And since there was very little scouting to be done in the first game, you just kind of have to react to what happens. Yeah. So that's that's one reason that I'm not overly concerned. Also, I don't know if you realize how many defensive linemen they rotated in. Mm-hmm. How many how many defensive linemen do you think played in that game? I, I can't even venture guess. Ten. Ten. Ten defensive okay, linemen, say, and they were all say, like rotating in all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say eight or nine. So I was, yeah, I was thinking probably about, which which is nice because that's not something OSU's always had the ability to do. <laughs> have, yeah. Have up to ten defensive yeah. linemen who are rotating in and out. And they're not gonna do that all year. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna trim that down, but I mean I I think well, you, that was gotta, a lot of it. You got to figure out who's gonna play. I mean yeah, and the the non com which is why it is important to play teams that like everybody wants their team to play somebody who is the upper echelon for conference mm-hmm. for non com for the non conference games. But it's important to play the games that you're going to win, so you can give them game reps. And see who can do what when conference starts, conference season starts. Yeah. So yeah, so that's definitely important. I mean, I I don't get too worried about the first game, no matter what, anyways. Yeah. Have I mean, you seen some of the other games? Yeah. I. <laughs> it does. It never. It doesn't really bother me. I mean, maybe if we had lost, I would I would have been a little bit worried, but. I I I always assume they'll probably shore some of that some of the defense up, and it'll be better throughout the season than what we saw. Yeah, I think so. So so I'm I'm not too worried, and if the hopefully the offense keeps being high flying. No and, reason to think it won't. <laughs> no, no. Of course, you yeah, know who got in on the defensive line before we get off of that. Who? Samuela Tuialamaka. 
Uh, Sammy T. Sammy T. I have no. I will never know how to say his name. So he is always Sammy T to me. <laughs> he is. He's a. He's a good guy. <laughs> I like me some Sammy T. Um, <laughs> does do, do Hansaker and Holcomb call him Sammy T? Because they should. They do not. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> that makes me very sad. But I'll get over it. Awesome. Do you, do you have any other thoughts about the game that we witnessed? I didn't realize that Tom Hutton, the, the punter, had not ever seen a football game live. Yeah, I had heard that too. I did not know that. <laughs> like, never, never been to a game, and here he is playing major college football. That's yeah. crazy. And he's... 29 or 30? 30? 30, 30, 30. I think he's 29. He's 29? Okay. I knew he was coming close to 30. So that's that's a long time to never see a football game. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hadn't heard. I did not know about that either. Okay. I came across an August early August article by ESPN. There was the Football Power Index, the FPI. And they picked OSU before the season. So, obviously, that was before all the games the first weekend that we saw. They picked OSU to lose four games. Do you know, can you guess which four games those are? Um, One of them is really easy. I would say Actually, OU, Texas, easy. Iowa State. All right. OU um, was the – Number one that they were was the um, lowest chance they had. They had a twenty. They have a twenty-three percent chance of winning. Okay. Texas, they, um, OSU has a thirty-three percent chance of winning. Iowa State, they had a thirty-three point eight percent, so close to thirty-four percent chance of winning. Mm-hmm. What's the fourth one? It, the fourth one is close to fifty-fifty. Um, is but probably doesn't say. Is it a road game or a home game? I it does not I I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, it's probably something ridiculous like West Virginia. Oh no, it is not West Virginia. <laughs> it is Texas Tech. Yeah, no, I was that was the other one I was going to throw out there because those are the two other road games. Okay, yeah, OSU has a forty-seven point seven percent chance of winning. Hmm. So. There you go. Um, I'm glad it was in West Virginia after the first week. Well, Iowa um, State didn't look Iowa much better. <laughs> and Iowa State struggled the first week. Yeah. So it's um, – it'll be an interesting season for some of these teams. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to – I'm going to follow Iowa State because I want to see how they do going forward because they missed a couple players. They missed Montgomery – and oh, Purdy had to lo- had to do a lot more than he ha- may have had to do- had to have done in the past. Yeah, they don't have the huge oh. wide receiver that they've had mm-hmm. for the last like six years. Yeah, they had Lazard for four years and then Hakeem Butler. Mm-hmm. They just don't have that guy anymore. Yeah, but Iowa State, and I, I I'm interested I'm interested because I was listening to a podcast, an OSU podcast. And I listened to like three, so I can't even remember which one this was. <laughs> and they and they were wondering why Iowa State gets 
so much love, and OSU does not. When they consistently have got they had a down year last year, but have consistently gotten nine, ten win seasons, and Iowa State has one somewhat good season, and all of a sudden they're expected to do so much. Yeah, and and expected to be like the top two or three team in the Big Twelve this year. So what what is it about them? Is it the coach? What is it about them that make gets them all the love that they get? I think it was the. I think it's the quick improvement. Mm-hmm. You know, they go from like three wins to seven wins pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it. There's a little, little trajectory there, but yeah, I think that all the all the picks kind of didn't take into account the fact that they lost a lot of their offensive production. Yeah. Yes, I. So I mean, I think I they might have an okay year. I don't see them at anywhere near where they're projected. Yeah. Well, and the reason shocked. also the reason that they were projected to be so high is that their defense is supposedly the best in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that in a quarter will get you a phone call. Like, who cares how good your defense is in the Big Twelve? You're not stopping people. Yeah. So you hold them to 40 instead of 50. <laughs> whoop de doo Yeah, a good defense in the – I mean, the offenses are so good that even having a good defense in the Big 12, you're not holding them to 20 points. Right. So your offense still needs to be able to score in bunches. But, so I'm going to pay attention to how they're doing. Um, I'm excited for the Texas LSU game this weekend. I'm, I think it's at the same time as the LSU game. Yeah, that's going to be fun. The There's a lot of big time games this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. OSU so. McNeese is not one of them. It is not, but man, I got ESPN Plus so I can watch the game. Yeah, me too. So, uh, <laughs> Actually, I got it this summer so, so I could watch some of the uh, under 19 basketball stuff that mm. Isaac likely played in. So. Yeah. Well, actually, well, I've been wanting to get it because also I, I feel like a, I haven't really looked to see if they even have them out yet. But a, a number of the non-conference basketball games, OSU's yes. games, will be on ESPN Plus. Yeah. And also, I think Thirty for Thirty was taken off of Netflix and and now are all on ESPN Plus. Yes. <laughs> so that's also I also correct. really enjoy watching those. Yeah. So, and for four ninety nine, I was like, yeah, that's that's not bad. Right. But but the reason I got it this week, rather than like a month from now, is to watch the game. So it should be. I mean, I I think I mentioned last week about us previewing McNeese State. I have no desire to preview McNeese State. <laughs> I know nothing about them, and I don't even care. <laughs> Their quarterback is the LSU head coach's son. I know that. I did not. I don't even know who the LSU coach is. Who's Ed Orgeron. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I did not know his son was at McNeese. Yeah. Well, well, there you go. And they are also named the Cowboys. See, I didn't even know that. I don't even know where McNeese State is. Somewhere in Louisiana. Okay. I forget what city it's in, but it's in Louisiana. Is McNeese a city? Is it a McNeese? No. <laughs> no, McNeese is not a city. Well, it should be. <laughs> yeah, McNeese isn't McNeese isn't a French word. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I 
I the problem about a lot of Louisiana's cities is that most a lot of them are French words, and they're and I'm not fluent in French, but the way they are pronounced by people who live there. It completely butchers <laughs> like B O S S I E R city, B O S S I E R. I would uh -huh. assume would be pronounced like Bossier. Uh huh. Is that what you would think? I would. They I would Bossier city. Yeah. Get out of here with that. Very Americanized version of that. Yeah. It's it's very it's it's very disappointing to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know too much French, but I, I, I feel like I annoy people around me because I call it Bossier City. Um, Lake <laughs> Lake Charles, Louisiana. Lake Charles, that's right. And and me explaining why I hate the way they pronounce the some of the cities in Louisiana just wasted time so I could find out where McNeese State was. <laughs> so, there, so there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the game is at 6 o'clock. On Saturday, we will come back next week to talk about that. Maybe talk a little bit about TU. I actually, I might actually, maybe actually preview Tulsa and see see what what they're like this year. You gonna I, go to that I game? TU. I don't think I am. I was nah. I was going to, but it's right in the middle of the day, two thirty, and. Truth. I, I, I have two kids, <laughs> and, I, and I, I don't think I should. Um, I, I don't think I should get out of here in the middle of the day and go to a game. Let's be clear: you have two kids under three. Yeah, so. <laughs> two kids under three. Two kids under. Yeah, um, my oldest is going to turn three late later this month, though. Oh, nice. So, there'll be two kids under four. <laughs> Yeah. So since since they're both under three, they take a little more actual like watching right. <laughs> than if they were older. <laughs> well, I'm just going to leave you here in this playpen. Go to a football game. <laughs> Hope you don't kill yourselves. <laughs> well, they would just to, just to spite me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I got nothing else to ask, man. Uh, you good? Yeah, sure. I think so. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on, hang on. Did you see the uh, did you see the tweet the basketball team sent out with the new locker room stuff? No. Ooh. Go look at it. Okay. Um, breaking news at <laughs> nine fifty six p.m. on Wednesday, September fourth. There's a tweet about basketball <laughs> and the equipment and all that good stuff, uh, yeah. which reminds me. Cade Cunningham is doing a visit this coming weekend. There is no doubt that the two things are related. <laughs> they probably are. <sighs> but um, that's hopefully hopefully he has an amazing time and says, this is my home. I expect him to, do, him to actually say that. Uh, I'm um, still trying not to think about it. <laughs> I think I, I ooh, it does look nice. Right? I am um, man, I wanna play basketball. <laughs> I know. I, I have no basketball talent. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um I I have no idea if there's even I don't know when he's making his other visits or if he has a planned time to actually announce yeah. his decision. 
Um, probably none of that has been mentioned, but I know he's coming to Oklahoma State this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. And from all, from everywhere that I've seen, he's still, they still think he's a solid get for OSU. <sighs> hopefully, hopefully. Stop telling me that. Because he is a um, game changer. Uh, okay. My, okay. My, well, my, I will my... leave you on, on this note. <laughs> My hope is 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 rising. It's not good. Oh no. Right. Um, for Andrew's sake, I hope Cade decides to come to OSU. Right. Because I'm, I'm worried what will happen if he doesn't. <laughs> Andrew might not make it. I might not. All right. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye bye.